Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Isn't He good? Isn't He holy? Man, the promises of an Almighty God. I'm glad that we can rest in Him today. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Now, I want some participation this morning. If you're here and you're awake and you're alive, every now and then, just let me know. Say amen, smile, blink, do something. Let me know you're alive. But I'm glad today for the promises of an almighty God. I'm thankful for the promises of that place called heaven. I'm thankful for Jesus Christ and what He's done for us. He's in this place this morning. Don't you hinder that spirit today. Don't you grieve that Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 2, in verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for a joy that is not dependent upon circumstances. Lord, I thank You for an excitement that is not based upon our trials or our valleys or our mountaintop experiences. Lord, I am thankful that I have joy deep down in my soul. Regardless if it's good or it's bad, I have joy in my heart. The devil cannot take fully that joy away from me. Lord, I thank You for the joy that You have brought us. And Lord, I'm thankful for Your Scripture where it says, For all people. I'm glad that You want everybody to receive this joy. Lord, You have offered this joy to everybody. For whosoever can receive this joy and be saved and know the Lord. And God, I'm just so thankful that though the storms may rise and though the waves may shake, I'm thankful that I have an anchor for my soul. Lord, I'm glad that there's joy deep down inside that's not based off a circumstance, but it's based upon Your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, thank You for Your joy. Lord, I pray that You would help us to live to the fullness of that joy today. Lord, give us Your help in this sermon. Lord, help us to apply this to our life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In Luke 2.10 there, the angel said unto them, Fear not. There's a lot to fear. There's always been a lot to fear since the Garden of Eden. The angel came and said, Fear not. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. He said, you don't have to fear anymore because there is coming somebody that will bring joy into your life. And this joy is not for a certain group of people. It's not for a select, but the Bible says that it will be to all people. And that everybody could receive this joy and experience this joy and live in this joy. True joy that the angels are talking about here, simply means to be pleased, to be delighted, to receive gladness and fulfillment. The joy that the angels are talking about right here is the kind of excitement that is not based upon circumstance. I want you to know that happiness 
is a state of feeling based off of situations. But joy is a permanent feeling that you get deep down inside of your heart and soul that regardless of what's going on in your life, you have reason to rejoice. How is it that somebody can sing when they lost their children? Think about Job when he shaved his head and he fell down upon uh, his face to the Lord. And he began to praise God. How did he do that? How did King David keep going after he lost his child and after the sin and the consequences came his way? Because God can put something deep down in your heart and your soul that the trials of this world cannot affect. That the the darkness of this world cannot put that light out of that joy that Jesus can bring to your life and your soul. And may I say, as I look out in our society today, we need joy more than we've ever needed it. We live in a society that is oppressed, that is beat down, that is depressed. We are on more pills, we are on more prescriptions, we are going to more doctors. We have more problems than we've ever had before. And I want you to know that our our nation is grieving right now. Our nation is poor right now in spirit. And I believe that we need an uplifting in our nation. I believe we need some joy in our nation. And may I say we need some joy that doesn't come from a sports uh, experiment. Or it doesn't come from uh, from the Super Bowl. Or from anything like that. I'm talking about a joy that can enter into the people of this nation, that doesn't just last for 24 hours, but that gets deep down in the soul of man, and that lives on the inside. I'm for sports and hunting and everything as much as anybody is, but the greatest joy in your life ought to be Jesus Christ. The greatest joy, if there's anything that you get excited about, it ought to be Him. If there's anything that stirs your soul inside, it ought to be the Lord. It ought to be the Lord. I've got over a lot of things, but I hadn't got over what He's done for me. And even in the lowest of days and times when I'm down and depressed, I can still put a smile on my face, because deep down inside of my heart and soul is that Holy Spirit of God saying, Josh, I got this. Josh, I'm still on the throne. Josh, you keep on going. Josh, it's all right. I'm in control here. I'm glad that no matter what's going on, the Lord still speaks to me and gives me the joy of my salvation. Number one, let's notice the source of this joy. Notice what he said in verse 10. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The source of this joy would come from one person. It is from Jesus Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of the Living God. There is one that brings this joy. He's not a politician. He's not a Democrat or Republican. He's not worried about parties. He's not worried about this mess. There's one person that can bring joy to your life and one alone. It's not many ways. There's not several ways. There's one way. Understand today that joy is wrapped up in one package. And the name of that package is Jesus. 
It's Jesus. 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 If there's anybody that ought to light your world up, it ought to be Jesus. Jesus Christ ought to bring joy. It ought to bring happiness to your life. May I tell you that Jesus ought to be able to put a smile on your face. Understand that you should not invest in all these other things because all of these other things just bring temporary happiness, but Jesus brings eternal joy. Not only joy to last here in this life, but joy to last for eternity. Amen? Joy that will never end, that will never stop. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, there is a joy that is deep down inside of your soul that will be there forever and ever and ever. You know what that means? You can turn that frown upside down. Amen? You ever heard your mama say that? you got a reason to smile. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus, you can have joy. This world tells you if you have enough money, you can get joy. If you have a big enough house, you can have joy. If you have this, if you have that, you can gain the whole world and not have joy if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. The source of joy comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Church don't bring me joy. Religion doesn't bring me joy. Jesus brings us joy. That's the source of the joy that we have in our life. If you would, look with me in Acts chapter 8. And we're going to do some flipping here. If you're with me, say Amen. We looked at this story last week, and it was just on my heart to bring up again. But I want to look at the second source of this joy in Acts chapter 8 and verse 5. It says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many were taken with palsies, and that were lame were healed. And notice this. And there was great joy in that city. Great joy came to that city simply because they applied the Word of God to their life. Verse 6 says, The people with one accord gave heed unto those things. I want you to know that the joy is wrapped up in Jesus. But if we are going to receive Jesus, we must apply the Word of God to our life. Notice in verse 7, For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed. Many were taken with palsies, were lame, were healed. Understand that when Jesus uh, came into their life and the Word of God was applied to their life, that people were set free. There were people that were healed. There were people that were saved. There were people that had been in bondage their entire life and they applied the message of God's Word and something took place in their heart and life and they began to be set free from the bondage. Understand that when I was born, I was born in this world as a sinner. I was born alienated from the Lord. And I am oppressed with this sin. This sin has our nation and this world and society in bondage. And understand that if you're not saved, you don't have a lot to be happy about. If you don't know Jesus, you don't have a lot to be happy about because there's no joy in your life because you are a prisoner to sin. You're in bondage. It's hard to sing when you're in bondage. It's, it's hard to be excited when you're oppressed down. 
But may I tell you of a day when I was 13 years old that the Holy Spirit of God came into my life when I asked Jesus to save my soul. I didn't know what all went on, but I know God came into me that day. He forgave me of my sins. He set me free from the bondage of sin. I want you to know that I don't ever have to be tied down to sin anymore. Understand that He set us free. He set us free. Why can we smile? Because He set us free. The lost people are the ones that ought to be frowning. Save people, smile for me. you got a reason to smile. You've been set free. You'll never go to hell. <laughs> you can't go to hell. The devil drags you there. Hell has no power over you. You've been set free. Jesus is on your side. I've read the back of the book and we win, people. We got a reason to smile. We have victory in our lives. Bondage has been set free. Understand that we are free and free indeed. Isn't that awesome? Man, why are they so happy? Why are they so well if you get saved, you'll be happy too. Amen. I don't have to be worried about trials all the time. I don't have to be weighted down by this world. Because Jesus has set us free. And man, we can have liberty in our life. A woman came and got in the uh, elevator the other day in the hospital. She come be bopping in and boy, she was happy. And I said, well, how are you today? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you today? I said, man, I, I am good. I said, you're a happy person. She said, I sure am. I said, you must know Jesus. And boy, she lit up like a Christmas tree then. You could see the joy coming from this lady. You could see the excitement coming from her. Why? Because she's been set free. She's not going to hell. <laughs> she's not in bondage anymore. Look in Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. If you're with me, say amen. Galatians chapter 5. The source of joy is a personal relationship with Christ. The source of joy is applying the Word of God. And the source of joy is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 and verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Preacher, how do I get the Spirit? By putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible said that the Holy Spirit of God will come and indwell you. And when that Holy Spirit comes, there will be fruit of that Holy Spirit. That simply means you will know when that Spirit gets there. And you will see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. And this is the list of evidence. And you notice love. And then you notice that second one there, joy. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. You cannot deny knowing the Lord and having the Holy Spirit done in your life if there is a joy deep down inside of you that you can't get shed of. Understand that when the Holy Spirit of God enters into His people, he will, he will bring love to their life and He will bring joy. There will be joy. It will be fruits of the Spirit. You say, how do I know if people are saved? Hang around them a little while. Hang around them a little while and look at the fruits of their life. If you see love in their life and you see joy in their life, the Spirit of God is there. And everywhere the Spirit goes, the Spirit will bear witness of itself. and will make Himself known. And God's people ought to be the happiest people in the world. I'm going to say that one more time so everybody can amen it. God's people ought to be the happiest people in the whole world. Because when the Holy Spirit enters into you, you have no choice but to have joy. 
and to be excited and to be happy on the inside. May I tell you, that is the fruit of the Spirit. You know what? So many people think they lose their salvation. You can't lose your salvation. Nobody can pluck you out of the hand of God. But you know what's a miserable feeling is when you lose the joy of that salvation. Boy, what a horrible feeling. But when you feel and live in the joy of that salvation, what a feeling it is. To walk around and live with the joy. Because that is a fruit of the Spirit. Now go with me to Luke chapter 24. And we're going to do some more flipping and we're going to be done. Number two, notice the continuation of joy. Aren't you glad that joy doesn't end at salvation? Aren't you glad that what we have with Jesus does not end in the one step in trusting the Lord? That the more you serve the Lord, the more that you walk with God, the more joy that you can receive in your life. May I say it's a joy to walk with the Lord. It's a joy to, to, to follow these Scriptures. It's a joy. There's joy from serving the Lord. Notice number one, the continuation of this. Luke 24. In verse 52, 24 and 52, And they worshipped Him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Jesus is fixing to send back to heaven. And they worshipped Him. They worshipped Him. And as they worshipped Him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. May I say that joy comes from worshipping the Lord. You want to experience joy in your life, you worship the Lord. Are y'all with me this morning? You worship the Lord. You worship Him in spirit and in truth. He's worthy of our worship. You say, preacher, what's worship? Reverence. Repentance. Praising. Praying. Singing. Shouting. Crying. Not saying a word. <laughs> silence. May I tell you that us as God's people get great joy from worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord brings us in the presence of our Father. It brings us to the throne room of God. May I tell you as God's people, we ought not have anything to worry about because every time that we get on our face and we go to the Lord and we worship Him in spirit and in truth, He meets with us. And may I tell you, it brings me great joy to worship the Lord. It ought to bring you great joy to worship the Lord. I mentioned this last week. And I'm just going to be honest. I said this Sunday night. The last Sunday morning I come in here. I couldn't preach my, my way out of a wet paper sack. I mean, I just felt, I felt like I was 10,000 miles away from the Lord. You say, preacher, that's bad. I know. I didn't like it. And I didn't want it. And I went home and I cried and I prayed. I said, Lord, I don't know what happened. But let's just start over. <laughs> let's put that behind us I'll repent I'll do anything I want back in that spirit and in that presence I want to worship you we came back last Sunday night man if you missed last Sunday night you missed a blessing we worshipped we worshipped man people got to shouting people got to testifying never, I've never in my life seen people just giving testimonies and people start pouring down to the altar in the midst of testimonies worshipping the Lord just, just putting everything in our busy life to the side long enough to just focus on the Lord. May I say that you can have all that sports stuff you want to. There is nothing in this world like meeting with Jesus and worshiping the King. 
I've been to Death Valley and Tiger Stadium with 112,000 drunk Cajuns, okay? I've been there in all the sporting uh, contests and all that. I love all that. It all has its place. But let me tell you something. There's nothing better than a child of God to the heart of a child of God than when it comes to worshiping their Father. There is nothing sweeter. There's nothing better. You want to pick me up? Get this world out of your life a little while and worship Him. Get everything and put it to the side. Get to God's house and worship Him in spirit and in truth. You want to get through the valley? Worship Him through the valley. I guarantee you there's nothing that will do your soul better than a good old-fashioned worship service with the Lord. You want to get through some bad times? You want to get through some negative times? Fall on your face and worship the Lord. There's no greater joy that I get in my life than worshiping the King. We're going to do it for all of eternity. All of eternity. Can you imagine how happy we're going to be when we get to fall before Him for all of eternity and worship Him for all of eternity? You think it brings you great joy now? Wait till you get over yonder. Amen? What joy we get from worshiping Jesus. They return to Jerusalem with great joy. Are we returning to our homes with great joy? When we leave this place, are we going back to Hamburg with great joy in our life? It ought to bring you great joy to worship the Lord. Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. If you're with me, say Amen. I want to keep you. Acts chapter 13. In verse 50. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. But they shook off the dust from their feet against them and came into Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Serving the Lord brings great joy. Their message had been rejected. They had been persecuted for serving the Lord. But as they served the Lord, regardless of how people responded to them, it brought them great joy to serve the King. May I tell you, if you want to continue in joy, you worship the Lord and you serve the Lord. You serve the Lord. You serve Him wholeheartedly. You get committed to the King and you serve Him in fear and in honor. And I'm going to tell you something, you're going to have a joy that gets deep down inside of your heart. And man, I'm telling you, it feels good to serve the Lord. It feels good to know when you're following the King. It feels good to know when you've done the right thing. Awana teachers, does it feel good to serve the Lord? Isn't it great joy? Man, these kids come in here screaming and hollering. Man, I don't know how these teachers do it. And then they leave with a smile on their face. I'm thinking, man, they have lost their mind. What is wrong with them? They've put up with these screaming kids for two hours and they're living with a smile on their face because there's joy that comes from serving the Lord. There's joy that comes from following Jesus. May I tell you the greatest joy in your life is when you saddle up with Jesus and you follow Him in every step of your life. It, hey, there's many believers, but there's few disciples. May I tell you that as God's people, we need to follow Him every step in our life. And there is nothing that will bring you more fulfillment than following Jesus in your life. You want to have joy? Serve the Lord.
Get involved in something. Quit sitting on the pew. There's a lot more to His kingdom than just sitting on the pew. Amen? There's so much more to this than just coming in here two or three hours a week. That's all I work, isn't it? Three hours a week? I didn't get one amen. I appreciate that. There is so much more to serving God than right here in these four walls. Yes, man, I get joy from coming here. But every day that I get to wake up and serve Him, there's joy that comes from that. Notice Acts 15, and we're going to be done. In verse 3, And being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenice and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Number three, witnessing the lost being converted will bring you joy. You want to continue in joy? You worship the Lord. You serve the Lord. And you witness to the lost. And you watch the lost come to Jesus Christ. You want to be on fire for Jesus? You become a soul winner. You get on fire for lost souls. And you go tell people about Jesus. And you go find you an old sinful person that don't know anything about the Bible, that don't know anything about Jonah or Moses or any of those stories. And you just go tell them the story of Jesus and just see how much joy comes from you going out and being evangelistic and telling people what Jesus had done for you. You want to start shouting? You want to get happy? Let somebody get saved because of your witness and testimony. Brother Rob Cox told me, he said, I've witnessed and I've witnessed and I've witnessed and nobody ever got saved from my witness. And he was at teen camp. He was praying Thursday night about his burden and becoming a youth director. And he prayed, he said, Lord, I need a sign. Just hit me right in the face with a sign. Young man walked up to him and said, Coach, there's something missing in my life. Something's going on. Rob sat him down and he led him to the Lord. Rob was telling me this story and he just began to cry. He said, Preacher, I've done a lot of things. I've played a lot of football games. I've coached a lot of games. But nothing has ever been to that experience that when I seen that young man come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, when I seen that young man fall on his face and repent of his... I've seen a lot, Preacher, but I ain't never seen that. And he just fell out crying. He said, I've never been so happy in all my life. I've never felt so good in all of my life than to see that young man fall down and accept Jesus. I'll tell you, if you're lost this morning, and you would fall on your face and be saved today, you're going to get this church a-shouting. Because there's going to be some excited people here. Amen? I'm telling you that it ought to bring great joy to our hearts and our lives than to see people fall on their face and get saved. Man, I'll tell you, Sometimes we get down in the dumps for the smallest things. I looked in 2016 in our church here at Promised Land. You say, Preacher, you're bragging. I am bragging, but I'm bragging on Jesus. We've had so many ups and downs. In 2016, we had 43 additions at Promised Land. In all of our association, that's more than any church. And some of those churches are twice our size. We baptized 25 people last year. And there's no telling how many we have this past year. And may I tell you, it brings great joy to our hearts and our lives when souls follow the Lord and and get saved. To think that if you got saved today, 
that the angels in heaven would stop everything they're doing. The Lord said there's joy over one sinner in heaven that repents of their sin. If you need to be saved today, would you be saved today? Would you come down? Let me show you how to be saved. Oh, the joy that will be in this place, but most of all, the joy that will be in your heart if you would trust in the Lord. Child of God, don't be down in the dumps anymore. Smile. Be excited. Be encouraged. Get some joy in your life. Maybe you hadn't felt that joy in a long time. Then you need to repent of your sins and get right. I want to ask you to do that this morning. I pray that we all leave this place living by the joy of our salvation. Amen? I've never lost my salvation, but I've lost the joy of it a few times. And it's not a good feeling. Child of God, are you going to continue in joy by worshiping and serving and witnessing? God will bless your efforts, I promise you. And He'll bring a fulfillment to your life. There is nothing like seeing people get saved. I've seen 80-year-olds at their dying breath trust in the Lord. And it was one of the most exciting times. I've seen 45-year-old daddies fall on their face. and get. I've seen 7-year-old kids fall on their face. And not one of them is better than the other. They're all good. Because seeing God do a work in us and through us is a fulfilling thing. I want to ask you to stand this morning. And if you're here this morning, you need to come to this altar. I want to ask you to do this. If you need to join this church, if you need to be baptized, you need to be saved. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes. And as she plays, I want to invite you to